Foodie lovers, it's time. Hello, food lovers, it's Dave. Are you ready for some foodie fun? Yes, today and every weekday, cooking something good, and your host, Dave Duso, brings you foodie fun adventures and fantastic food talk. Get ready for great recipes, food experts, daily prizes, lots of laughs, and of course, great deals on restaurant certificates and other food-related items at cookingsomethinggood.com. And now, ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys, oh no, it's Dave Dussault. And good morning. It's time again for, yep, you guessed it, cooking something good. We're here in the Conway Scenic Railroad Broadcast Studio. The CSG Broadcast Network is excited to bring you another great episode of what we call Cooking Something Good, where food is fun and fun is food and it's always foodie fun. You can check out great deals we've got at cookingsomethinggood.com. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and YouTube. And we're going to have a fun day today. We're going to do all the things we usually do, the Sharila deal of the day, the foodie know-it-all. We have the recipe of the week. We've got the Dear Dave question of the day. We've got some great guests. We're going to talk about food. We're talking about uh, restaurants with some great traditions. It's just going to be a fun day. I mean, you can't go wrong if you're talking about food. If your life revolves around food, it's pretty good. If you go on vacation and what you do on vacation is think about what next great meal you're going to eat, you're in pretty good shape. If you're having a bad day and you have just a nice meal, it just makes the the rough edges a little bit better. If you're going through hard times and somebody brings you some good food, you know, because they care about you and they know you're having a hard time, boy, that is something that is, it, you'll always remember that. So if you know someone who's having a tough time and you're a good cook and you know there's something that they love, go out and make it because those are the kind of thoughtful things we can do to help one another. Remember, food is fun and fun is food. It's always foodie fun and it's time to start another episode of Cooking Something Good. Hey, it's time for today's Sharila deal of the day. Every single day, all of us here which means Jack, the intern, and myself, Dave, bring you a great deal at our website, cookingsomethinggood.com. Today's Sharila deal of the day is a great deal. It's a $25 gift certificate to Gaucho's Brazilian Steakhouse in Manchester. We've only got, what do we have, two of these? We have four of these left. We've sold quite a few. We were selling them for $10 off. We're now selling them for 50% off. Another $250 came off. A $25 gift certificate for $12.50 to Gaucho's Brazilian Steakhouse, a limit of one per customer. And it's available at cookingsomethinggood.com from your good friends here at Cooking Something Good. Hey, guess what? It's time for today's Dear Dave question of the day. Every single day here at Cooking Something Good, we answer a Dear Dave question from one of our listeners. And if we answer their question, then they win. So if you want to be a winner, not 
to say that you're a loser if you don't do it, but if you want to win a prize, all you need to do is send a Dear Dave question to Dave at Cooking Something Good. And in the subject line, you have to put in Dear Dave. If we read yours on the air, you win. It's as easy as that. And today's Dear Dave question of the day comes from Nancy R. in Litchfield. And she asked, Dear Dave, I get confused sometimes. Is it okay to use dried herbs on the stovetop? And the answer to that question is absolutely yes. And actually, it probably a little bit better. The rule of thumb that I've always followed is that if you're cooking anything on the stovetop for more than a few minutes, you're better off using dried herbs. You can use fresh herbs, but after cooking them for 10 minutes or longer, they have natural oils that make them taste fresh. Those are released, and this means even if the herbs are, are used, they'll have the same impact as the dried ones, so you can save a couple of bucks and uh, use them. Remember, if you're going to add dried herbs to a stovetop meal, do it early in the cooking process. That allows them some time for the flavor to infuse the entire meal. But that's the answer to your question. The answer is yes, you can. And uh, Nancy R. from Litchfield, thank you very much for sending in your Dear Dave question. And you actually wrote, I would really like one of those thermo digital thermometers if I win. Why not? We're going to send you one. It's as easy as that. She actually wanted something and she had the the wherewithal to get out there and ask for it. She was selling. That's a way to sell, right? If you want something, you got to ask for it. She asked for it. We're going to send it to her. Nancy R. from Litchfield, you are today's winner of the Dear Dave question of the day. Here at Cooking Something Good. Hey, all you foodie gastromaniacs. One of the questions I get all the time is, you started your broadcasting career later in life. What did you do before you were a cooking show host? Well, for 14 years, I was a stay-at-home dad, which was great. Honestly, it was the best job I've ever had. But for 28 years before that, I worked at, and then I owned and operated a waste and recycling company that was started by my grandparents in 1947. It was called Dusso Trucking. And over the years, I met lots of great and sometimes not so great owners of other waste and recycling companies. Now, of all the trash companies anywhere in the country that I've met, my favorite is a wonderful family-owned business called E.L. Harvey and & Sons. And no matter what your waste disposal needs are, this is the family-owned business you want to work with. Yes, family-owned and family-operated since 1911. Same family. There's no corporate big listed on the stock exchange company here where you're just a number to them. E.L. Harvey is truly family-run. If you ever go to any of their facilities, chances are there is a Harvey working there. And I mean working. These folks are highly professional. They're cutting-edge business executives. But these women and men, these Harveys, they are not afraid to get their hands dirty. Oh, and let me tell you, when it comes to giving back to the communities they work with, I have never met or worked with a more generous family in my career. They are always donating, and it's not just money, but time, material. I cannot say enough about this company and this family, the Harveys. So if you've been meaning for 
a long time to say clean up or clean out that old garage or cellar, yard, storage shed, whatever. Or if you have any other waste disposal needs, I could not recommend E.L. Harvey and Sons more highly. Give them a call, 508-836-3000, or find them online at E.L. Harvey, that's E-L-H-A-R-V, like victory, E-Y, harvey.com, and tell them Dave Dusso said they're the best. E.L. Harvey and Sons, quietly improving the quality of life with economically affordable and environmentally sensible waste disposal and recycling since 1911. Hey, we're back. You know, a lot of you people who know me, listen to this show, you know that uh, I grew up in a waste disposal company and I spent a lot of time sweeping floors and working on the trucks and then in sales. And I was lucky because in my 20s, I got to be friends with uh, quite a few people whose families owned restaurants and back then convenience stores and gas stations because we were their trash collector. And I got a little bit immersed in the in the Indian culture, and I learned a lot about the food. I became a big cricket fan, and uh, those are memories that I really cherish. On the phone with us is Raj Manakar uh, from Tulsi. Is it Tulsi Indian restaurant? Uh, Tulsi. Tulsi India restaurant. Yeah, it stands for Holy Basil. Uh, and you're in Portland. Um, no, we are in Kittery, oh. 20 Walker Street, oh. in downtown Forsyth, Kittery. I apologize for that, but welcome to the show, and thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, I've been looking forward to. I'm get, glad to be here. Yeah, yeah, I've been looking forward to get someone on because I uh, love Indian food and I don't cook it. So you can help me to start with. Yes, definitely. What are some of the traditional ingredients, the different spices that go into to traditional Indian food? So, in, Indian food is you know like a lot of people ask me um, you know kind of similar questions about oh how do I cook Indian food? It's so complex. It's so diverse. And um, uh, so much complex. Um, and I said, no, it's not that difficult. If, if I can cook, most people can cook. Growing up, me, I was a terrible cook in the kitchen and anything that you can imagine. I burned so many things. But <laughs> cooking food, Indian food, is, it's like a cooking with the spices. But once you understand the spices, like the smell and how they interact with other Food, so like, for example, onion, ginger, garlic, turmeric, cumin, coriander, chili powder, garam masala, and all those ingredients have their own identity. Once you understand that, then easy to make that combination, the spice levels and the mixture well, of how you blend things together. Give us an example of some yeah. spices that, just from your knowledge, to help us, that would say go with, let's start with chicken. Oh, chicken. Okay. So, for example, if you are to cook chicken at home or you are eating chicken curry in a restaurant, when you eat a chicken curry, there is that sauce that, you know, uh, the gravy that we make. Um, again, it's, it goes to the same basics of braising your meat uh, or, 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 you know, uh, cooking those, you know, potluck, you know, like yeah. uh, cooking for hours and hours and simmer. The similar things applies to Indian cooking too. So has the onions and tomato. That's the base for the sauce. Once you cook that enough, then you put your spices. Turmeric is the dominant. And it's again, you know, when you see a curry, it's yellow looking because the dominant color from the turmeric that comes out. Okay. And there's a coriander powder and there's a chili powder. 
and there's a garam masala. The garam masala comes from the whole spices. So you cook your onion first, then you cook your tomatoes, then you cook uh, your ginger and garlic paste, and then you add all the spices. So it's a layering. So it's not like you put all at once and you mix it and you just braise it. It's more like you cook the onion first, you cook the tomato first, you cook the ginger and garlic first, and then you add your spices. And then once that, that sauce is ready, then you add your chicken to it. And then you again, you braise it. And then you add a little bit of water and cook for another 30 minutes or as it's dire until it's tender. So when your chicken is ready, you're also getting all that sauce with that. And, and it needs that the sweetness comes from the onion, the sourness comes from tomato, the, the flavoring comes from the spices, and the heat comes from the chili. So if you think about the French cuisine or Italian cuisine or any other modern Western cuisine, we have all those things that, you know, we need a sweetness, sourness, viscosity, the, the salt, the lever of the flavoring, and it's the same method. Can I ask you quickly? Yeah, go ahead. So when you're going through those those layers, those phases, are you seasoning with salt and pepper or even, or no during those phases of the cooking process? Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you, uh, the salt is, is a very important element because it's, it makes it feel like if you, if you put your hand or finger into turmeric or cumin or any chili powder, okay, and you, you touch that on your lips, it's going to be very, like, solid, um, dense taste, yeah. strong taste of flavoring, right? Yeah. So what happens, if you have a salt added to that, it changes the dynamic of it. So the salt is, that's why the Indian food is salty, because of also, you know, having, not having enough refrigerations, and it lasts long because of, you know, having that food in that hot, humid right, weather, yeah. it, it's also preserved the food. And also in India, people sweat a lot, so they consume more salt, yep. and they, you know, um, they don't have that problem as we are in, in a, a northern atmosphere where we don't sweat a lot. So uh, the salt is, is a very important element uh, of the food uh, in Indian cuisine. Hey, I've got to tell you what, I wish we had hours to talk to you. And, uh, oh, yeah. I really do, because it's fascinating to me. Quickly, we've only got a minute, and I had so many more questions. Will you come on another time, sometime in the winter with us? Please. We, it will be it will be pleasure. And, and, you know, as I said, if I can cook, everyone can cook. Uh, and I take that challenge that Indian cuisine is not as hard as, as we think. Um, and I can I can explain and put it in a simple way that I, and I encourage every home in America should cook Indian food at home, especially the healthy and a vegetarian. I, I'll tell you what, for me, a great vacation would be to spend four or five days in Kittery and uh, to work in your kitchen for free and just to watch and learn. Oh, and watch and learn. I would love to do that. But I, we definitely yeah, will. Anytime you're welcome. We'll definitely have. Hey, uh, Raj from uh, Tosai Indian Restaurant in Kittery, can you give everyone your, um, your web address? Yes, so um, the web, uh, web address is tulsiindianrestaurant.com. And again, we are on Facebook, and our address is 20 Walker Street in Kittery, Maine. Please email us <clears> if you have any questions about any food. Excellent. And we uh, hopefully can get you on again, because before we went on the air, we were having a conversation about the tradition of, of Indian weddings, which I would love to talk about, too. But thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. And I'm going to try uh, 
I'm going to try to fool around with some of this and see if I can cook something that uh, people like. There you go. Good. Great. But uh, if you really want to not have to experiment with someone like me, this is the place to go. Tulsa India Restaurant. Thank you so much, and we'll see you again soon. You're very welcome. Thank you. Hey, foodies. Do you have kids? Maybe you're a railroad buff. If you're looking for some great family-friendly fun or you're just a train nerd like me, then the Conway Scenic Railroad is a must because they not only combine family fun with the feeling of old-time rail travel, but they have great full kitchen cars and offer different meal options depending on what excursion you choose. A train ride with the kids, food and drinks, the beautiful New Hampshire countryside. It's a great day in beautiful North Conway. And after your trip on the Conway Scenic Railroad, there's still so much to do. North Conway is a restaurant town. It's an outdoor activities town. And for people who love to shop, there's great little artsy boutiques as well as the Settlers Green Outlets. So if you like to shop... This is a great town. For more information about the Conway Scenic Railroad, go to cookingsomethinggood.com and click on the little train icon that says Conway Scenic Railroad. The Conway Scenic Railroad. It's an old-fashioned railroading experience. Hey, gastromaniacs. I want to tell you about a game-changing spill recovery solution for every home and every industry. It's called Spill Solved. Whether you have a residential, commercial, or industrial spill, SpillSolve works faster, cleaner, and safer than any product on the market, and it's reusable. SpillSolve works instantly on all kinds of spills, leaves no oily residue, and it leaves the affected area safe for foot or vehicle traffic immediately. It's great for restaurants, gas stations, workshops, airports, and any other space where spills occur, including, yes, your home. It's simple to use, cost-effective, self-stored, and non-biodegradable, which means it doesn't break down and release what is absorbed, which means it's better for the environment. SpillSolved is truly an amazing product, and you're always going to want to have SpillSolved nearby for when that nasty spill happens. SpillSolved is for sale at cookingsomethinggood.com. SpillSolved, the new standard in spill recovery. Hey, it's time for the recipe of the week. I'm Dave Duso, and every week we have a recipe of the week. It's a contest. You see, people send in their recipes of the week, and then our crack staff here at Cooking Something Good, after we get the emails and people send in their recipes and any story that goes behind it, and they send in a picture of either the food prepared or of themselves, or of themselves cooking it, any picture they want to send in, as long as they're not, you know, wearing a thong or something, we're perfectly happy to put your picture up there. And if you get chosen and we put your recipe, it's on the webpage all week long. With your picture, whichever picture you choose, or just a generic picture if you don't choose to have a picture up there, and you win a $100 gift certificate. This week's certificate is going to be to the Birch Elm in Manchester, a $100 gift certificate to the Birch Elm in Manchester. So get writing. Send them to Dave at cookingsomethinggood.com. Put recipe of the week in the subject line. And if we pick yours, 
and we read it on the air, and we're going to make it too for our Facebook and YouTube channels. You're going to be the winner. This week's winner is Fran P. from Stowe, Vermont, and he sends in a recipe for Franz pepper jelly chicken. And here are the ingredients. You need two split chicken breasts bone-in, one jar of pepper jelly. He recommends Franz pepper jelly, but any store-bought, all-natural pepper jelly will do. And those jars are four ounces. A half dozen scallions, one half cup of chicken stock, a half cup of white wine. I'm sorry, it's one cup of chicken stock, a half cup of white wine, two tablespoons of teriyaki sauce, salt and pepper to taste, and one package of silver almonds, and you preheat the oven to 400 degrees. And this is what you do. You mix together in a mixing bowl everything except the almonds and the chicken, and you mix that together until it's smooth, and arrange the chickens in a pan and pour that mixture over the top. You place it in the 400-degree preheated oven, and you bake it for 35 minutes or until the chicken is browned on the outside and their juices run through. You shake the almonds over the top of the chicken and bake for about 10 to 15 more minutes. They both should be brown when they're done right on the edges. Be careful here as you do not want to burn the almonds. And that's it. It sounds easy. It sounds pretty healthy. And it sounds uh, delicious. It's Franz Pepper Jelly Chicken. It's sent to us from Fran P. and uh, Fran P. in Stowe, Vermont. He is our recipe of the week winner. He wins that $100 gift certificate to the Birch Elm in Manchester, a great little restaurant. We're going to have them on the show either later this week or next week, and we're excited to talk to them. Remember, if you want to be a winner of a $100 gift certificate to a great restaurant, just send in your recipe of the week and any story that goes behind it to Dave at CookingSomethingGood.com. We pick yours. We read it on the air. You win. It's fun. It's free. It's aerobic. What else is fun and free aerobic in this world? Well, you know, that thing. But other than that, not a lot. Hey, that is the recipe of the week here on Cooking Something Good. When it comes to those things in your kitchen you determine to be necessities, everyone has their own unique style. For some, it's just the right cookware, and for others, a certain fish sauce and a brown sugar from Barbados are must-haves. And for me, it's a good extra virgin olive oil. And in my kitchen, there is always only one, and that's Manny's olive oil from the Greek island of Crete. Manny's olive oil is harvested by hand, so rare in this day and age. Not some huge automated machine. That means no chemicals, and it means only the best olives make it into each bottle. Manny's olive oil comes from his family's own native olive trees on Greek's largest island, Crete. This affordable gourmet olive oil has a unique and bold flavor that can't be found anywhere else. Manny's uses only the highest quality of olives, which means they produce the highest quality olive oil. Manny's olive oil is for sale at cookingsomethinggood.com. Manny's olive oil from Greece with love. Hey, all you foodie gastromaniacs. I want to take just a moment and talk to you about Cooking Something Good's website. It's cookingsomethinggood.com. 
foodiefun.com. And cookingsomethinggood.com is a place for foodie fun, recipes, deals, gadgets, and more. You can go there to buy gift certificates to restaurants. You can buy food-related items. You can buy specialty food items from around New England and around the country. And if you have something that you want to sell, you can actually sell your product if it's food-related at cookingsomethinggood.com. It's a website that is just for foodies, and it's a place you can go and know that whatever the deals are, that they're good deals because we approve everything that goes up there. It's cookingsomethinggood.com. It is the official website of Cooking Something Good. Cookingsomethinggood.com. Foodie fun, recipes, deals, gadgets, and more. Brought to you by us here at Cooking Something Good. Whoa, buai ni. That's all I know how to say in Mandarin. Whoa, buai ni. No, whoa, I ni. It's time for... I know, that was ridiculous. But I know how to say that in Mandarin. Whoa, I ni. Whoa, buai ni. And sheshe, sheshe is thank you. Bokachi is your welcome. Woi ni means I love you. Like you stop a horse, whoa, your eye and your knee. Woi ni. And boo makes everything negative. So woi buai ni. And that's it. If I went to China, I could say thank you, you're welcome, I love you, and I don't love you. And I could pretty much get by, I think. Maybe not. You know, it's time for the foodie know-it-all question of the day. Today's know-it-all question of the day brought to you from our good friends at E.L. Harvey & Sons Waste Removal and Recycling, quietly improving the quality of life for the residents of New England since 1911. Today's know-it-all question of the day, well, it's bothersome to me because as a true connoisseur of the Twinkie, I've learned that the Twinkie or the cream in the middle of the Twinkie is not really cream, but consists of mostly what? The cream in the middle of a Twinkie, it's not cream. It consists mostly of what? If you know the answer, give us a call. Leave your name, number, and the answer at 732-336-1040. If you do, you win a $10 gift certificate to KC's Rib Shack in Manchester, New Hampshire. Easy as that. 732-336-1040. Be first. You win. You cannot have been a winner within the last 30 days. That's our only rule. We're not big rule people here. And we're willing to break rules, too. That's just the way we roll. And that is the foodie know-it-all question of the day brought to you by E.L. Harvey and Sons Waste Removal and Recycling. You know, just a short while ago, we were all so very excited here in the studio. I mean, we were beside ourselves. We were just beginning. We were in the Conway Scenic Railroad Broadcast Studio and talking about the CSG Broadcast Network, excited to bring you another great episode of Cooking Something Good where we could talk about that thing we love the most. That's food and cooking and spending time with friends and learning new things. And, you know, just like that, it's over. It's, it's time to say goodbye. We will be back tomorrow, which is great, and we'll do it all over again. So special thanks today to our new friend, Raj Mandakar from Tulsi, 
Indian restaurant in Kittery, Maine. We learned a lot about uh, Indian cooking, and he has promised to come back because it's something I don't know a lot about, and the spices are really incredible when you do it right. It's incredibly healthy if you're a vegetarian. So we're looking forward to him coming back. We had some winners with a Sharila deal of the, uh, we had a Sharila deal of day, some winners with a foodie know-it-all and the dear Dave. We just had a good time today and we will be back tomorrow here at Cooking Something Good where food is fun and fun is food and it's always foodie fun. We will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.